Raiders. Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? Today's uh, Victory Monday. Uh, 6.30 in the morning. Uh, September the... 19th of the... No, September 20th. September 20th, 2021. Victory Monday. I'm heading to work. And uh, you know what time it is. I'm talking about these Raiders. These Raiders. And how I feel about these Raiders in this season. Uh, so far, my predictions for the beginning of the year is 1-1. One one. I thought we were losing to Pittsburgh. Um, but we're 2-0. So we're 2-0 and with these Raiders. These Raiders and the Raider Nation. Fucking silver and black, the autumn wind and shit. You know, these fucking Raiders. And now that I've watched both games on TV, thank God I didn't have to uh, scrounge around on the fucking... I hate when you do it on... If you have to stream it. Because you're always like a minute or two behind the actual game. And then on top of that, sometimes you have to switch the channels at an important play because it buffers or whatever. I, ha- I hate when that happens. I hate that whole, I hate the fire stick. I hate the fucking the crack streams and the, and the fucking uh, buff streams and the, and the first growth sports. I hate all those streaming sites um, because... That's just what it is. I just hate them shits. Uh, but that's besides the point. I got to watch them. Uh, Monday night football, I had a little, I had a little, fucking, let's go, let's go, let's talk the Ravens one, and then I, I'll see if I can talk about the Ravens game, with the Raiders in particular, and then we'll jump forward to the Steelers game, and, and the implications of it all, and you know, and I got hyped last year, see, so I got to stay within myself, because after we beat Kansas City, I felt like we could beat them a second time, and that would have propelled us into, and again, I, I, I again kind of feel that way, I kind of want to already fucking break out all my fucking Raiders swagger, and uh, and start talking playoffs, but this too is way too soon, so I have to stay within myself, but let's go, let's talk about this Ravens game. Monday Night Football, which was already a week ago now. Um, the Raiders are phenomenal uh, defensively. The Raiders have, have pitched two great defensive games. Uh, and them boys and the Ravens are going to be hard to contain this year, as which is the case this Sunday night when I watched the whole game between the Chiefs and the Ravens. And actually... Not that I've been into football a little bit more this season, but I like the Raiders. The Raiders are the team, obviously, in several, the dozen podcasts now of just Raiders ask. You know, the predictions, you know, at the end of the season. Uh, the Raiders are the last team that I need to witness that I love win it all. I've seen the, the Lakers win it recently. And the Lakers, I've seen them win it with Kobe. Uh, the Dodgers finally got over it. Let's see what happens this year. But the Raiders are the last piece of the chapter. If I could see the Raiders win the Super Bowl, you know, and just be a part of it, knowing that I go to the games. Like, I go to the Dodger games. I feel like I'm a part of it. Uh, I haven't been to a Laker game in a while, but, I mean, I plan on going. 
maybe this year. Now that it's post COVID and you know, you know things of the nature. Uh, but the boys and the Ravens are going to be hard to contain. They can score. I think their goal is to score, outscore your 30 plus points, and let the defense, you know, do its job. And that is uh, where I'm coming. That we came at it with our own defense. That completely. I I've always had. I'm I'm not a Derek Carr stand. I don't really get too high. I do believe he's a. I I think he's a great quarterback. Is he as great as um, Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady or Drew Brees or you know as dynamic as Lamar or or Patrick or you know who's just as flashy? I think is Kyler Murray is. No, but he's probably way better than, I think, Tannehill, than I think Stafford, than I think um, – well, I mean, he's not as good as Russell Wilson, but he's definitely as uh, better than whoever's quarterbacking the 49ers. Whoever they got over there in, um, shit, I, I think better than Goff, that's on the Lions, better than whoever's on the Vikings, better who's on the Bears, better than, uh, Matt Ryan, obviously, uh, I, I think better than, I would be hard pressed to say Baker Mayfield, but I would think he's better than Baker. I, and yesterday he was pretty much better than Roethlisberger. But, but I mean, Roethlisberger's won a championship, so it's can't really say that. But he's he's better than your average tier quarterback. He's right under. I don't know. I, there might. Be ten quarterbacks better than him might be, depending on the season. But there's not fifteen quarterbacks better than him. I'll tell you that much. So he's in the top. He's be, he's in the top ten to fifteen. And, and he and depending on how these because depending on how Aaron Rodgers plays tonight, he laid an absolute goose egg the other week. Uh, Derek Carr is up there. So, no, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time. He can morph into something great, yes, and give us a winning Super Bowl. So, I have felt that way for a while. I thought he's better than most of the quarterbacks out there. Uh, but he's been on a really, really – he's had his shoulder a lot of the team, the lack of defense over the years. Mac leaving uh, – you know, and Antonio Brown not coming in, and you, you know, and then the shift to Vegas. It's a lot to ask the man to fucking, you know, and not get frustrated and not demand more money, not demand a trade, not demand, uh, you know, not showing up and putting in the work. So I wholeheartedly believe that that this is why I've said in the past I thought he was better than Patrick Mahomes or better than 
some of these other cats because these other cats, you know, I keep probably, he probably I could make the argument he's better than Russell Wilson because I mean Russell Wilson has not been on a bad team. Patrick Mahomes has not been on a bad team. When the when they're when those chips flip, Aaron Rodgers has been on a bad team. But when those chips flip for Mahomes and, and Russell Wilson and and Kyler Murray and and the team is all of a sudden doesn't have a defense, all of a sudden doesn't have a good head coach, and all of a sudden doesn't have star receivers across you know and the running backs leave and it's just them. And they're only winning three games. We'll see what kind of attitude and what kind of, you know, professionalism those players have, you know. And, and that's what I think Derek Carr, give him the good players and give him the the stars around him and let's see how he does. And and that's, that, but that's what I'm thinking. I think he can morph into something. He probably jump into the top ten and float around in there. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Especially once Brady and Rodgers leave the NFL, Derek Carr should still be playing, so he should creep up in the rankings, maybe top eight, somewhere there. I don't know if he'd be the top quarterback, but he'd be up there. Uh, as I'm flossing my teeth here. But let's get, but let's get, let's do, let's give the credit where the credit is due. The defense was marvelous. Um... I don't know if there was an interception in the Ravens game. I'm not 100% certain. I thought there was. Uh, and then we had two fumbles. I don't know if there was. I, I know for sure there was two fumbles. Uh, and then recovered by us. But I'm not sure if there was an interception. Uh, in the containment that we gave on Lamar Jackson. And we got to Lamar. Uh, we pressured him, and you know he did gaseous, uh, which is what's going to happen in those games. Uh, but the defense really stepped up. Max Crosby, and I think, I, you know what, Max Crosby getting a lot of love, and I and I get, I totally understand that the man is a a beast. Let's just say that. But the beast is only as good as what's holding up on the back end. You got to slow the quarterbacks down a second or two for that man, for that man's motor to get to that quarterback. You know what I mean? The back end, uh, Trayvon Mullen, uh, Jonathan Abram, Hayward, uh, making plays back there. And not just making plays. I don't, I haven't, I don't think we've gotten a big pass interference call against us yet. Uh, haven't seen any like crazy penalties called against him. No, um, you know, no like 50 yard pass interference call. That's what I've noticed. I haven't seen, I haven't seen any, uh, and I haven't, aside from yesterday when, um, Arnett got burned a little bit. But Jason, he's an interesting star. I don't know if he's what's going on there, but the the defense on the back end is holding up. It's holding up long enough to force these cats to scramble around a little bit and let and giving Crosby and Ngakwe and uh, Hankins. I guess Hankins. 
little Corey Littleton, giving some of these players Nassib, giving some of these players just enough time to get to the quarterback to get a sack, to to force a fumble. They forced the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands twice. Um, and I gotta say, you know, that that's just something that the Raiders missed all of last year. You know, and. You know, I just, I kind of feel like, damn, like, the defense really stepped up, especially in the Ravens game, especially in the last second. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. So I don't know what's so different from last year than this year, but the defense really, uh, excuse me. The defense really stepped up in big ways. Uh, what the fuck is going on here? I'm on the freeway at a dead stop. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. But yeah, the uh, the defense stepped up in a massive way. I can't just I, that's where the massive credit goes to the defense. Max Crosby. Uh, but in and overall, this was a huge team win, uh, especially against the Ravens, a quality opponent. Uh, the NFL, the NFL, NFL is in love with the Ravens, and they're in love with the Mahomes, which was the case last night. And they really want to see these stars. And it was it was great to see the Raiders play well against them and win in an overtime thriller. Uh, I would say the the offense looked rather flat. For the most part of the half, the first half against the Ravens, uh, but they started cooking. Derek Carr and the offense started cooking, uh, especially late game. Uh, that last drive to tie it, phenomenal. We should have beat the Ravens straight up. Snead should have caught the ball, but I know Derek Carr threw a bullet because it went not only through Snead's hands, it went right to the defenders, hit him in the helmet. He didn't even have time to react to it. And then it bounced up in the air and took a fucking gratuitous, a, for, a fortuitous bounce to a raven. You know, just one of those things. I don't blame nobody for that. Derek Carr put a little zip on it. Sneed was ready for it, but it was a little fast. Uh, it is one of those things. Fortunately, that didn't cost us the game. Again, the defense said, all right, we got this. We'll, we'll get the ball back. And they got the ball back. And then Zay Jones, you know, you know, if you're a Raider fan, Zay Jones, Derek Carr lobbing it up to Zay Jones. And those are throws that are not really celebrated in the NFL in the past. But... It is celebrated now because everybody looks at when Mahomes does it. Uh, throwing off your back foot, throwing, you know. Most most people don't like those throws, especially in the NFL, but sometimes that's what you got to do. You just got to throw it up there and give your guy a chance. Uh, you don't want to do that all game. You don't want to be running for your life and throwing off your back foot all game because the defense will pick you off. But in that situation, you know, I, I totally understand. It was a bomb blitz. 
it was a go. It was a goal line stand at the 40. The Ravens did not want to give an inch. They're like all 11 guys were in the box. Zay leaked out. Derek Carr just up and lobbed it, and he caught it. Came down and caught it. You know, came down and caught it, and just that's won the game on a Monday night. Phenomenal in overtime. Uh, and the Death Star with fans there for the first, and, and that's what I kind of felt. Like. I was like, you know, maybe a little bit of home cooking. That's what I kind of felt. The fans are gonna maybe just edge the game a little bit. And uh, they came out victorious. In that game, though, I gotta say the the coaching was a little off kilter as well, especially the, with that. Um... <coughs> we should have kicked the field goal to win it. The fact that there was a delay of game, and uh, that should never happen. That, that goes squarely on John Gruden because you know you get the ball to start. You know you got to get the field goal kicker ready. He should have been ready to go since the first time when they got down there and almost scored. So he should have been ready down there to kick the extra point. So he should have been ready since then. The fact that he wasn't only says that either, A, they thought they were going to lose the game, you know, or he just wasn't ready, like, at all, and that has that has that comes from the top. Uh, but they, I think they should have. I think they will have fixed that. I don't blame them. That there was a little uh, blunder right there. But they they also had a, a marvelous, uh, you know, to tie the game late. You know that that was a marvelous coaching job right there as well. So you had a little bit of both. Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, you know, you know, Jekyll and Hyde right there, just a little, like, you had a, it was a, it was a, um, all that whirlwind is typical in Raider Nation. It would, it would have been so Raider of us, you know, to lose a game like that or to win the game. It's just like something that happens only to the Raiders. But, you know, fortunately, like I said, fortunately, we came out with the win. It's a walk-off lob pass. And uh, we got the first one. I, I think this is our really our, our first season with the stadium. I know last year was, but it just didn't count. There were no fans. And I just kind of feel like, you know... It was a huge victory for us, beating the Ravens. And I, I, again, I can't stress it. It's a very quality opponent. The Ravens are going to be hard to handle all year, especially as they gain traction going forward now, uh, having beaten the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs also, you know, they're looking a little suspect again, but the offense is going to do what they're going to do. You know, they're going to put up points offensively. Whether or not their defense can contain anybody is a whole other thing. And that hopefully Gruden's cooking. I mean, I, I think teams now are going to look at the, the Chiefs as you're going to have to score points on them and just get a couple of stops on defense. You know, a turnover or two it should win the game. Uh, 
which was the case last night. The Ravens won the game off two turnovers. Key turnovers, you know, especially late game. But that's, you know, I don't... But uh, the Ravens, again, quality opponent. They're able to put up... I think they went 36-35 in a, in a thriller yesterday. And, and they put up 27 or 30 points on us. So, you know... It's just good to see the Raiders come out and and have that defensive effort. Uh, again, they they stopped them. I think uh, definitely two two um, two fumbles by Jim Jackson. One caused by Crosby. One caused by Nassib. Uh, again, those are you know Carl Nassib balled out. Ngakwe balled out. Uh, Crosby balled out. And then the, and then you got to tip your cap to the back end of the Raiders' defense. The, the players you're not seeing because all the, the the boys up in the front are just getting it done. Uh, but that has all, that has so much to do with the boys in the back getting it done. Nobody being open, you know, a scramble drill, and it's, you know, or the pocket collapsing because there's just simply nobody's open, you know. All of that, I mean, they, they had the two, the two fumbles, obviously they hit, but I think he was under duress. Uh, man, about fifty percent of the time he dropped back, uh, and and that is included the fact that he gashed his running a couple of times. But they were also able to, uh, the Raiders were also able to contain that as well a little bit. And that's something that the Raiders are gonna have to get used to because we're gonna see Mahomes twice a year, so we're kind of already we're gonna get used to that. So the Russell Wilsons, the the Lamar Jacksons. Patty Mahomes, you know, anytime we come across these quarterbacks that can scramble, Kyler Murray, um, it's not nothing, hopefully it's not nothing new for us, and it's something that we're able to see, we see it, because we're going to see it now for sure twice a year, probably three times or four times a year, every year, and so that's something that the defense can work on over time, and, and it really showed up that we know how to play those quarterbacks, you know, in, in a in a traditional sense and the non-traditional sense, to where, okay, well, they're doing that's what they're doing, offensively, you know, we know exactly how to what is sort of effective against it. You know, obviously the NFL is in love with it right now. You know, but we we see it, we see it. Patrick Mahomes does that to us. Um, Marcus Mary, that's why we brought Marcus Mary in. And it literally was just to run around. And and so that the players see it in practice. They see it in the games. And they just see it. It's repetition. And that's something that I, I got to tip my cat. Tip, tip of the hat to Gruden as well. Like, okay, yeah, we see. We're now seeing these running quarterbacks just take off on us on third and ten. Like, how do you get them short of that? How do you not... How do you play it so that way you can stop them on a third and ten from just up and running? How do you stop it on a fourth and one? How do you stop it on, or at least try to, you know? How do you stop it on a on a third and three? That that quarterback, you know, RPO or that quarterback, you know, what was was what what once was the wildcat formation? Has now morphed into uh, that quarterback that can both run to pick up a first and and then also just check a deep. 
you know, this is what the NFL is now. That's what they want their quarterbacks to be. And, you know, Derek Carr scrambles as well. I think he scrambled a couple times yesterday. Got a roughing the passer call on him. And the, the guy just went straight for his head and neck. Ooh, it's a yawn here. But, yeah, that uh, I totally feel that uh, the Raiders tip of the cap all around, defensively all around, offensively. Obviously, they showed up. They started cooking the second half in into the overtime. And, um, you know, it's just it's good, it's, it's good to be in the wing column. And that was the Monday night game. I ever, you know, as I get to work here in the next several minutes, the next couple minutes, we'll move on to the Steelers game that I just saw yesterday. But the, definitely the Monday night game was it, was, it was just great to see the fans back in the stadium, and, and all the famous people. And this is why I said the move to Vegas was so crucial and so great for the Raiders organization. You've seen Dana White. You've seen Little John. Steve Aoki was there. Ice Cube. Charles Woodson. Some of the Vegas Knights uh, hockey players. Uh, it looked like uh, it looked like a Laker game. It, that's what it looked like to me. It looked like, wow, all the stars were in attendance. Um, you know, just different people were there, you know, obviously had our black hole section, obviously you seen, you know, Mark Davis and it, and it just kind of looked like all the glitz and glamour that you see at a Laker game, uh, there. And I, and I, and I didn't, I didn't watch the Rams game or the, the Chargers game yesterday. So I don't know if they panned over to see any famous people play at the Chargers, you know, in attendance. But I love the fact that they started showing all the famous people that were just at the Raiders game in general. Uh, it looked, like I said, it looked like it looked like a Laker game. It just looked like all the stars are out there. And that's just what it's going to be, hopefully, for year, year in and year out now. You're going to start seeing just, you know, famous people there. You know, there's residencies there's you know, just one of those things, you know, you see a Raider game, too. You know, hopefully, we start seeing UFC fighters. You start seeing, um, you know, that, that just bodes well because, I mean, that's what the NFL, I think, wants is some star power in their games, and, and they want the, the stadiums to accommodate these superstars. They don't want to just sit on bleachers. They want you know, the sweets they want. That's what they want. And, I, and Dallas, I think, tried it. But Dallas is not catered to that many famous people in the area. Vegas does, and that just that just bodes well for the organization. And that's something I love. And then it's the Raiders. It's a cool color. It's not like we're rocking teal or, or that Carolina blue. I mean, it's black. You know, it's a dark color. It's something that everybody universally loves. It doesn't matter who you are. The black looks good on everybody. Uh, orange does not. Neither does, you know, just what it is. So I'm going to pause this here. We'll get back to uh, talking about this dealer games. That when I get off work, wrap this episode up. But that's what I just want to talk about these Raiders. These Raiders, motherfucker. These Raiders. All right, hang tight. Yo, 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 yo. So I'm back. Uh, like 5 o'clock now. I'm off work. Heading 
to my pad in my car. As usual, so let's finish up this fucking motherfucking Raiders episode. This fucking Raiders. We're sitting at two and zero now. Like I said, we beat just we beat Baltimore. We go I, and I've been meaning to do these episodes. I just haven't had the time. Uh, been hanging out with my girlfriend and you know just doing things around the house and things of the nature. So it's you know it's how it goes. Anyways. The Raiders are now two and zero, and they just beat a very competent Steeler team that went up to Buffalo and smacked them around. And Buffalo, I think, is legit. I think you're still gonna still have the same legit teams. It's gonna be Buffalo. It's gonna be the Ravens. It's gonna be the Chiefs. Perhaps the Steelers. Uh, you're probably gonna have Tennessee because Tennessee just beat. Seattle, I've seen the highlights of that, in Seattle of all places, and came back from a deficit, uh, 24-9 or some bullshit. Um, you got the, you know, so <clears throat> I think those were the teams last year. Cleveland, I guess, you know, was in the playoffs last year, but we we beaten two playoff teams last year, you know, and, and in theory, we should be able to beat Buffalo. Because the Steelers took it to Buffalo, and um, we took it to the Steelers. So it's kind of one of these things, like, how good are the Raiders? You know, to me, what really showed out again, and I got to tip my hat, uh, the defense. Uh, the defense hasn't got the love that it's needed over the years. Maybe they took it on the chin last year. I'm hearing a lot of people talking a lot of shit. Um Saying, you know, and I don't know if it was Mayock or who the fuck said it, but that there wasn't a, a star or there wasn't anybody that struck any fear on all three levels, of whether it was the line, the linebacking core, or the, you know, the, you know, the coverage, you know, the three levels, there wasn't a playmaker. And I actually think Crosby was good most of the season. I mean, obviously... He's showing out already now. Nassib, I thought Nassib last year was good, you know. And not not to jump on anybody or anything, but I think him coming out uh, probably was the best move for him. Um, you know, probably got it off his chest. He got that out the way. Maybe people knew. Maybe he was um, shying away from it, shying away or, you know, tucking in, you know, like, Kind of like, you know, you don't want to be confrontational about it. Now that it's open, nobody can attack you about it. You know, he's grown man, making grown man moves. And actually, Nassib won us the game against Baltimore. He's the one that punched the ball out at the last second uh, in overtime. And I forget who recovered it. You know, that was pretty much the game winner right there because Baltimore was going to go down and score again. No, no doubt. No doubt in my mind. Gaddy's getting the field goal range and, and went and beat us. Uh, but yeah, the Steelers. I mean, again, like I said, we we held them to seven points in the first half. The, the score was nine seven, and I thought that was a that was a good. Thought the offense had chances. I mean, those nine points could have easily been twenty one. You know, you know. But then again, the Steelers are, the Steelers are a. And like I said, the Raiders, the the Steelers are, as I got interrupted, the Steelers are a class 
organization. They're going to be, they're sit at the top of their division. They're, you know, the, the NFL is in love with the Steelers until Ben Roethlisberger is not there, until McTomin is there, not there. Uh, they're still going to be relevant in all aspects. So, you know, and, and again, we held them to seven points. I think it was 9-7. If it, um, you know, another team could have, you know, scored the 21, maybe a little bit more high-powered. But again, like I said, the Steelers are a good, are a good franchise. you got to tip their cap too, you know. The game was close, but we just made more plays. I think we got an interception. For sure we got an interception. Um, Trayvon Mullen is balling out. Like I said, Hayward is balling out. Uh, Jonathan Abram is balling. Jonathan Abram, he's one of my more favorite players because I think he just goes for the hit. He wants a big hit. Not, not that I'm like, oh, like a condoning concussions or anything, but sometimes you just got to... This is, you know, football is a sport, and I, and I much... Sometimes the harder you hit somebody, the less they do some shit. It's one of them sports. Uh, it's a contact sport. Um, you know, you got to... Like the NBA, like, I know the rules are different, but sometimes you could just smother somebody, you just throw bodies at somebody, and, and they're not going to just run and dunk on you. Um... And I know the NFL and the, and the NBA kind of don't want that physicality so much a part of their game. But sometimes, you know, you have to do what you have to do. And I'm not condoning hitting anybody. I'm not none of that. But sometimes if you run and you just put your shoulder right in their midsection and knock their wind out or tackle them hard, you know, make them feel you. They, there is that for most cases. And, and like I said, I've talked about it in the past. You can really put the fear of God into somebody. You can really, you can make somebody flinch, drop the pass, you know, even before they catch it, they'll look to see where you're at. You know, you can make it so that way they're not running that route and, you know, maybe the timing goes off a little bit. And like I said, that has nothing to do with anything dirty. I'm not telling, saying like, oh, go and hit them in the head, go and um, dirty shot them out of bounds. No, but if you crack them, and, and most NFL players and coaches would agree. If you got a clean hit and you could sack the fuck out of the quarterback, all 32 coaches in organization in the NFL uh, would like you to do it. This is not wrap them up and then gently take them to the ground. No, take a shot. If you if he's running around, you know, becomes a runner, toggling from behind, pop them in the, in the midsection, legal do it all, so you don't want the penalty, uh, and, and hit them. You know, the quarterback's protected, but... You know, if you get a clean chance to hit it, you get that clean chance. And you're only going to get so many clean chances. And that's one of these things that the quarterback know, you know, you get a clean, if they get a clean look at you and you get a clean look and you get one off, that quarterback going to be running for dear life. Uh, most quarterbacks in the league are soft. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is probably one of the tougher ones. I think Brady is. Rodgers is. Carr definitely is. Matt Ryan is. Russell Wilson is, but some of these other ones, uh, cupcake quarterbacks, they see pressure and they start running for their life. Um, I don't really know if Mahomes has been lit up like that, but, you know, we'll see what happens the very first time they get whacked, you know, and some of these young kids are going to get whacked by 
250 pound solid linemen, you know, that are just gunning. It's crazy. So, anyways, so, you know, the defense played well. We pressured Ben Roethlisberger, and then the offense really started cooking again in the second half. Actually, we were cooking in the first half. We should have scored a touchdown, but we got some penalties, and just like we're at third and 19 at one point. Uh, Renfro's shining as again. Renfro, we gotta pay that man. Not really like Renfro to, to stay on the team long term because the camaraderie he has with Derek Carr, the chemistry, and the more or less the the you know the sure handedness he's got. You know, he's the most reliable, one of the most reliable receivers. Uh, you know, I know Darren Waller gets a lot of, you know, credit. But Darren Waller is a, is a freak of an athlete. You just look at how big he is. Look at his size and what he can do. And his skill set is is probably, you know, it, he probably... You know, I know there's Gronkowski, but he's probably the top three... Four tight ends in the whole league. That's how good, you know. I I, I got to say, Kelsey, Gronkowski, former Gronkowski. I don't know how good Gronkowski is now. Um, there used to be my boy that was uh on the Saints for a while. Jimmy Graham used to be that good, but I don't know. He kind of tapered off. But Darren Waller is really rising. To be gonna be a household name because he's just really just commanding doubles. Like and you have to shade and you have to respect it because if not they're gonna Derek Carr will torch you. Uh Darren Waller will torch you for they'll gash you. So but Renfro is right there too. I mean Renfro is not as hyped up as Darren Waller and uh I think Renfro just is you know, I you know I feel kind of bad for him because he hasn't caught the many touchdowns as you'd like, but he's often and often targeted, and he be making me people miss. And his skill set in the open, he's got skill set that is completely fooling, and he's been fooling defenses for a minute. Uh, it's not like last year was his breakout year either. I mean, he'd been pretty. You know, the nickname is Third and Renfro. Like throw him on third down, he's gonna get it. And then he get get you the first out, even if it's not, you know. And he's, you know, I think I didn't one of the better, you know. And I, and slowly, I think Rugs is starting to come along. I know he had a good catch yesterday. You know, kind of reminded me of that catch over there in New York last year. Um, and, and he's Rugs is good for I think one or two of those a game. Deep down the sideline, because he can get behind. He can just. Especially when the teams run out of gas, they start chasing Darren Waller all over the field. You know, then Ruggs will get free. They start chasing, guarding Renfro, and then there it is. Boom! Fucking Ruggs behind everybody, streaking down and, you know, hit him. And that's exactly what happened in the game. I think the game plan is, let's speed Waller, let's speed Renfro, let's get that running backs. Bring these people up a hair, dink and dunk a hair, and then boom, hit rugs over the top. You know, especially on a on a crucial play, 
ice the game, you know. A third and short is a great time to throw to him 50 yards down the field because nobody is really expecting you to do that. They're expecting you to, you know, Josh Jacobs. And I, and I got to say that the offense is starting to cook. Like I said, they started cooking last game. Uh, they started really cooking in Baltimore in the late game. And then they, they, they started cooking for the most part the second half. Again, they were, like, talking about he's hit seven seven different receivers. I think, you know, I think Alec Ingle got a target. Foster Moreau. Uh, you know, Kenyon Drake is doing phenomenal out the backfield. Uh, he's not the power back, but he's got a skill set, I think, probably better than Josh Jacobs right now, and that's receiving the ball out the backfield because he, he picked up a couple first downs, and I was thinking Kenyon Drake, uh, wow, he's a little bit better than Jacobs had. But I think Jacobs is a better pure runner. Hopefully his toe heals up, you know. But, yeah, so we ended up beating Pittsburgh, I think, 26-17 to 17 was the final score. And, uh, yeah, I think the game pretty much we iced it uh, late with Ruggs and Daniel Carlson just put it out of reach. You know, left them with no time. And I think, you know, the defense sealed the game, obviously. Or actually the offense sealed it, and then defensively we didn't let them do anything. We knew what they were doing, and you know, they just—they ran out of time. And that's it. And we took it to Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh, I mean, like I said, a very quality opponent. Uh, some key things on, you know. Uh, I gotta say, the ejection—the guy spitting at the Raider player was uncalled for. Uh, they were right to eject him, but did that really? Um, I, I don't know what the tussle was about, but you know. You, you kind of can't spit right now. I mean, he could have just shoved the face helmet. It probably would have been a, you know, you can't spit. I mean, there's there's these COVID rules. So you just can't do that. But again, aside from that, the game for us was most clean again. Again, we started off, we haven't really lost focus. And I, and I really think the defense has been more focused. I know there was a penalty on Josh Abram late, a pass interference. I don't think it was a pass interference. Uh, I seen Arnett, Arnett out there. He got cooked, but uh, we'll see. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of liked how he played last year. We'll see if he gets more action going forward. But yeah, the Raiders beat the Steelers. I, I I watched the game. It was on early in the morning, 10 a.m., so I had an early start to my games. Uh, you know, just... I I thought the game went really well. I didn't, don't know what, it's, what else to say. I thought the game went really well. Uh, we haven't had any explosive kick returns yet, so, you know, but we haven't given up very many explosive... Like, we haven't given up a kickoff return yet so and I don't know if that has been anything the league has seen yet this year so as, as long as we don't as long as we're sure handed about that you know I want to see a little trickery you know I gotta want to see a little bit more creativity in the game you No, know, John Gruden is supposed to be this amazing but he's had answers for certain things that are going on but I would like to see a little I would like to see a rav, one razzle-dazzle or two razzle-dazzle plays per game. I know those sometimes those are wasted plays, but I would like to just... So that way you can't tee off on exactly what we're doing. Uh, you're going to have to mix in 
I, and I know Mariota is there. I would like to see him in involved in a couple of sequences, like on third and short, or you know, just in different packages. You know, if we're gonna go for it on fourth and one at the forty, you know, I'd rather have him in there than Carr, because in case he has to, if he wants to tuck it and run, or if he's got the man, you know, he could throw the ball. You know, I'd like to see him involved in some scenarios. Um, I would even like to see him as the placeholder for the kicker, and then a fake field goal for a touchdown would be amazing. You know, so it's kind of one of those things like. You know, I would just like to see a little bit more creativity. I would like to see a couple of flea flicker passes. I'd like to see some wide receiver tosses. I mean, not not every, not like every time, but I would like to see to try a play like that once in a while. We had that's something that Raiders haven't had. Uh, we haven't been afforded the lead to do that, so we've been like nuts and bolts. You know, milk and cookies kind of thing. Like it's just it's A and B. This is a playbook. We're not steering away from it too much. And I, and I get that. I get that. You're not going to give up. But I would like to see... I would like to see this next game coming up against the Dolphins. I would like to see some trickery. I would like to see some creativity on the play. I would like to see a flea flicker. I would like to see, um, you know, maybe a couple quarterback sneaks. They also, they, they had a little bit of trouble with the quarterback sneaks the other day against Baltimore. But they got one, a fourth and one with Carr. Uh yesterday i know for sure they had one so that was good to see i get to see they got a little bit of um you know a little what is it called uh, they, they got they got it right this this time it's good to see that um good to see car got there got him up and hiked it and just leaned forward quickly didn't really let the defense get set all that much Um, and, I, and I gotta say, the long hair Derek Carr is actually cooking. I think 75% completion, four touchdowns, no interception. And again, he's cooking. It took a while to get that first interception last year. Starting off again, no interceptions. Um, one of the most, most, you know, I know the first week he had the most yards in the league. And then yesterday he threw for another, he chucked the ball all over the field. Uh, he, like I say, he's a. I think he's better than average quarterback. He's not a great, you know, top three quarterback yet. Give him a ring and give him a. You know, let's build this. I, I hope we make the playoffs this year. We, we again last year we started off really well and I got my hopes up. I, I kind of hope that the fans re-energize the, the team. You know, late season. You know, give them the extra umph. You know, the playoffs is going to be a new experience for most of the team. I understand if we don't go all the way. But I would like us to get to the and at least compete. You know, if we lose on late penalty or last second field goal or a drop, you know, you know, turn it over on downs or something, I, I would understand that. I mean, even if we play at home and then we go on the road to lose, you know, to a better team, I, I understand that. I don't, I'm not saying we have Super Bowl aspirations this year. But I would, I can see Super Bowl aspirations over the next couple of years. Yes, I figured it was going to take year two to get things really rolling in Vegas. And as soon as we make the playoffs and people know we can be a playoff team, uh, the, the good free agents will come. You know, the low taxes and all that's going to play into effect. And just hanging around the famous people, the 
there's a lot of fun things to do. And then and the young kids that know the drafts that are coming up that we draft. Las Vegas will be a place not just because it's fun and alcohol and stuff like that, but it'll be a place to come and be like, okay, yeah. If I want to go watch the Blue Man Group, I will. My friends, I could let them come and stay, you know, and they'll have a, they'll have fun, you know. It's not just about the cocaine and hookers and, and alcohol and sex and gambling. It's, you know, there's a lot to do in Vegas outside of that. It, even more things to do. So, like, the Blue Man Group, um, you stay at the Palazzo or, or you know, ride around in a tank at Battlefield uh, Vegas, you know, or go to Area 15. Which I've talked about, you know, you could ride, um, you go to the roller coasters on, uh, New York, New York, you could zip line, like, there's a ton of shit to do. And that's all with, you can have a couple of drinks and have a good time, you know, and I would believe that, uh, a mature player that could say, oh, my friends, we went to go eat, you know, at a, at a high rush, and I, they got a little drunk, and, you know, we went, I took them, sent them home to their hotel, and you were, you know, I'm not, I didn't drink anything, you know, I didn't understand that, like, what you don't want to do is be stuck in a fucking... In Jacksonville. What is there to do there? Like... Can't even get into no trouble. So I could see, you know... Over the next couple of years, this thing really shaping out. And, uh... I don't want to get to my hopes. I don't want to think playoffs yet. But we're off to a good start. And looking ahead, I hope we crush the Dolphins and, and sit at 3-0. No, again, I don't want to talk too big because I've been... You don't want to, you know, the football gods. If I start saying, oh, I, I, I don't want to be that one of those fans that coming out like, oh, the Raiders going to win the Super Bowl this year. Fuck yeah, we're already 3 now. Who's going to beat us? We already beat this team and that team. You think th- this other team is the shit? No, there's teams that can beat us. Uh, the Chiefs are the number one enemy right now. Until said time as we can, you know, beat them regularly and then beat them in the playoffs. Uh... You know, that time hasn't happened yet. We're going to have to get... Eventually, the road to the Super Bowl right now runs through two teams. That's Buffalo and, I believe, Kansas City Chiefs. So, we have to play those teams. I don't know. We played the Chiefs this year. We played the Bills last year. We're going to have to play... We're the, you know, the Bills are up there. Defensively, they're up there. Uh, also... Baltimore. I think Baltimore. I think those three teams are going to be perennial playoff teams for some years to come. While Pittsburgh might not be because who knows how long Ben is going to last. But we can also put ourselves in the convo too. Uh, Tennessee. We, we, you know, Tennessee is a playoff team now, seemingly like every year. You know, so we're going to have to contend with these cats, these beasts from other areas. Uh, but I think we can crush. I think we can crush Miami. I go to that game, so I'll probably podcast when I get back Tuesday next week. Uh, all about it, because I'm going to do the game and going to do Vegas and talk about the whole thing. But I, I think we should. I think Tagovailoa is uh, injured. He's got his in, so who knows how much practice he's going to get, and then who knows how tender that ribs section is going to be. I don't think it's going to play a factor, but, you know, you get get whacked a little bit and get re-injured a little bit I mean you know be wincing a little bit in pain you know so it could play a a small factor but I hope we take it to them our defense is better than last year we shouldn't have that late you know that last second fluke of a penalty you know 
I think this year get a, a different story. We should take it to him. We were actually taking it to him last year, and there was no. They don't have no Ryan Fitzpatrick anymore, so we'll see how much Tagovailoa has improved or not improved in the game. But definitely the defense has improved, and I think the defense is out for blood on this game because of what happened last year, how the defense really let down the team last year. So I think the defense will not let down the team this year. It's just all all about our offense. We got to just uh, we just got to put up more points in them, uh, and we're gonna have to put up more points because I don't think they're gonna get blanked, like. The Bills blanked them uh, yesterday. That's not happening, so you can't count on that. You're going to count on them scoring 10, 14, 17 points. We're going to have to keep them in that range, Thir- 10, 13, 14. And then seemingly the NFL is built so that way a team, if they keep, keep it within striking range, the NFL is built so that way the last second they can do some sort of miracle. they got the timeouts, the reviews, the the overtime rules and I think the NFL likes the way the the normal the the beef of the game is you know played a certain way chew up the clock score but those last like six seven eight minutes of the game is just and, and that was a case in point last week with or yesterday with the Baltimore in the in the Chiefs game like Baltimore just won it on the last 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 seconds. They effectively kneeled down with like 40 seconds to go and won the game. Just what it is, you know. That's how the NFL is built now. To the very last, really, you can ignore the first three quarters, but obviously you can't, you know. But in the, the last quarter, if the game is closed, anything can happen. Turnovers and timeouts, the quarterback can just run down the field and just throw everything at the game, at, at you, and it's just what it is, so... That's it for this episode. The Raiders, the Raiders is up 2-0. The motherfucking Raider Nation is 2-0, baby. So I'm going to get this posted up. Hopefully you guys, uh, I'll catch you guys next week after the game. So take it easy. I'm out.